What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, B-Date, back for another podcast episode. And we're going to do a little finals preview here. Obviously, the Boston Celtics are going to be playing the Golden State Warriors. And, man, this is going to be a really fun series. Uh, kind of in the way that the the Mavericks and the Warriors series was interesting from a tactical standpoint. Now, a lot of the games weren't close. The Warriors kind of exuded you know, their dominance and things like that. But tactically, there was this fine matchup of when the Warriors are on defense, do we let Luka cook and try and take away the threes or do we try and stop Luka as best we can and give up threes with like late contests? And I think we can see a lot of similar things in this series going forward. Uh, So without any further ado, let's just jump right into it. So let's start on the Warriors defense versus Boston offense side of things. Um, I'm very curious, one, to see who Draymond starts off guarding. Common logic would tell you he guards Horford, um, and he's able to kind of roam off of him a little bit. They put Looney on Williams, and Clay gets Brown, Wiggins gets Tatum, and you kind of go like that. Um, but I actually wouldn't be shocked to see, you know, Draymond start on a guy like Jalen Brown either, or maybe he finishes games on Jalen Brown, something like that. I don't know. Cause you know, Draymond's obviously like the best help defender in the league and, and it would make sense to put him on Horford and just dare Horford to make, you know, open threes, open threes, open threes, which takes the ball out of Tatum's hand, which takes it out of Jalen's hand. Um, but we've also seen Jalen Brown really struggle this 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 postseason with just being able to take care of the ball. So maybe you do put like a peskier defender like Draymond on him and try and entice him driving in crowds and, and trying to play more one-on-one ball. So I'm interested to see that. Also interested to see uh, what the Warriors' strategy is when Tatum inevitably brings Steph Curry uh, up into pick-and-roll actions. Do they do what they did against Luka, which was a very hard hedge and try and recover and try and stay out of, like, the major rotations? Do they try and trap these actions and force Tatum to be a a playmaker, which he's shown insane growth in this year, I must say. He's been very, very good at just making the right play and making the next play for his teammates. Um, Or do they switch it and say... The best way we know um, to beat you guys is to like bog your offense down into an isolation fest and just trust the help behind us. Um, you know, Tatum isn't the most overpowering guy from a strength perspective. Now, obviously, he would be able to just shoot over Steph, use his wingspan, use his, uh, his 6'8", 6'9", frame to just shoot over him and things like that. But in terms of like switching onto him from like 25 28 feet and and trying to entice him to shoot step back jumpers i don't think that's a terrible strategy uh for the warriors but it would be it would definitely be interesting to see what they do there uh my guess is they just hedge the same way they did against the mavs um but maybe they they hedge from a little 
um, not as aggressively. So maybe it's like a hedge, Wiggins goes under the screen, and Curry scrambles to recover to Marcus Smart or whoever setting that screen for him, Derek White, when he's in the game. Um, because I do think that the more you see those actions and the more the Warriors can stay out of rotation, I think that's probably the best thing for Golden State. Um, now, obviously, we have Gary Payton, Andre Godala's health looming as they're all questionable uh, for the finals. If they can get a guy like Gary Payton back for the series to where he can come in and guard like a Jalen Brown, I think that's going to make things very interesting because then all of a sudden you've got a real ball pressure menace going against a guy who hasn't been able to dribble for the last week. So that would be interesting for me. Um, and then just the Celtics' mode of attack. Do they, like I say, do they get bogged down into this isolation fest of, hey, Jordan Poole's on the court. Let's go hunt him every time and try and try and force a lot of help, get into our drive and kick game. Because I think that's when the Celtics are at their best is when they're not just Jalen Brown at the elbow or Jason Tatum at the elbow and four guys are watching them try to cook. Now, they've hit tough shots doing stuff like that, but over a course of a game, over a course of a series, I think that's just very taxing on those guys who also have to go and play defense at a very high level. So, um it's interesting to see what that what that'll look like um going into game 1. I think I think we see a fair dose of um the Horford at the 5 minutes, no Robert Williams on the court and and running running more more lineups like that, especially um in the fourth quarter and things like that. I don't think we see a lot of Tice in this series. I don't think we see a lot of um, Peyton Pritchard in this series, you know, just from a a big game standpoint, man, I don't know if he can play too, too much. Um, so, yeah, man, I think that side of the ball, those are the things I'll be looking for. And on the flip side, when the Warriors are on offense and the Celtics are on defense, I think it's got to be the same sort of formula that they used against the Mavericks, man. I think you involve whoever you feel the guy you need to play off the court um, is on defense, but you don't do it in a switch hunting way. So, like, for example, the Warriors last series, they obviously had a mind to involve Luka in a bunch of off-ball actions and a bunch of screens where he has to make the decision as the the screener's defender. Do I show all the way to the level because Steph Curry's coming around this pin down? But if I show all the way to the level, I know I'm not going to have the foot speed to recover to Wiggins. And Wiggins was able to get a lot of slashing angles to the basket in that series. Now, obviously, the Celtics don't have a defender that slow of foot um, who's that important to their team. But a guy like Al Horford, you know, he's been in the fountain of youth all playoffs. Does he have the foot speed to last seven game in a seven-game series against the Golden State team who all they do is move to where you might be guarding Draymond and you might be sagged back in the paint to try and take away all the passes, and he just flips right into a dribble handoff, clips Steph Curry or Klay Thompson's man, and they have a wide-open three because you're dropped back in the paint. 
So there's a lot of push and pull defensively. There's a lot of, I got to be in a drop. Oh, wait, nope. Steph Curry's coming off the spin down. I got to run all the way up to the screen. Oh, Draymond just kept it on this fake dribble handoff. And now I just gave up two points because I wasn't at the rim. Um, So there's a lot of mental aspect. Now, granted, Al Horford, one of the smartest players in this playoffs. Um, So I think that'll be interesting. Robert Williams, like I mentioned earlier. My Texas A&M brethren, I do think this will be a tough series for him defensively. And if he's not able to hang on that end of the ball just from a physical, from a mental standpoint of like keying in on some of those uh, those things I was talking about, then all of a sudden Boston isn't as overwhelmingly athletic as they would be with him on the court. And that's where you see like the Horford at the five minutes with Grant Williams coming in or maybe Derek White comes in and you're running an extra guard. Um, and I think that would actually play into the Warriors' style because I think the last thing they want to see is Rob and Horford together to where they're getting beat up on the boards and they can't attack the paint because Robert Williams is looming, you know. Because um, for all the talk about the Warriors shooting threes and the Warriors doing this, the secret sauce to what makes them so brilliant is getting a bunch of layups. So if they're able to play the Celtics' best uh rim protector off the court then all of a sudden those layups are a little bit easier to get all of a sudden that leads into oh we've made four layups in a row and the basket looks huge to Steph or the basket looks huge to Clay and then they just start firing off threes you know so I'm really intrigued to see this matchup I'm really intrigued to see how much switching the Celtics do do because in the last series they didn't do a lot of switching but that was more based on you know, Miami's inability to hit like pull up jumpers and things like that. They did a lot of top locking of Struess and playing in the drop. They did a lot of going under on Jimmy Butler and things like that. So it's going to have to be a totally different game plan from a defensive aspect if you're Boston. But this is a team who can defensively shape shift with the best of them. Um, so, yeah, man, you guys let me know what you think. It's just a short one today. And, like, after each game, I'll be more inclined to give some review after each game. Um, but, yeah, let me know what y'all think. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give an official prediction. I don't feel great about it, but as a Laker fan, I can't root for the Celtics. All that love Jason Tatum, love his game, love Al Horford, love the Renaissance um, but man, Steph Curry is probably my favorite non-Laker ever. So, and I think the Warriors are just getting healthy at the right time where Boston has been through this gauntlet in the East. I'm going to go ahead and back the Warriors to win this series. And I think they do it in six games. I think they take the first two at home. Um, I think game two is very close. I think game three, they lose. I think they win game four in Boston. Uh, And I think the Celtics show that championship grit and resolve they have. They come back and win game five. And then game six, uh, Golden State closes out in Boston and wins it on the road. But yeah, you guys let me know what y'all think. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. And I'll catch you in the next one.